Welcome to Speed Stick Ladies. Happy Tuesday. This is Izzy. Welcome. This is Ada. So hey. happy to be here today. Thanks, guys, for listening. So we're going to start off our podcast today with our little tradition of a self-hug. It's a self-care Tuesday. I needed that today. I know. Mm. It's been a rough day. And we've got our drinks here. Yes. We started it finally. I'm drinking a White Claw. What do you have in Izzy? I have a Bourguet oh, red wine. Okay. It's a red wine on a Tuesday night. And okay. I have a glass. That, I have a wine glass that says because quarantine 2020. So I mm-hmm. think it's pretty. I vibe. It's good. It's perfect. So before we start the podcast today, we just want to kind of throw this out there. Um, let you guys know we aren't professionals that we're just getting started with this. We're learning as we go. So please be patient with us. We're definitely, we're raw dog in this. We're not editing. We're just having a conversation. Yes. And um, we have our Instagram, Speedstick Ladies. So feel free to follow us and send us a message. Let us know how we're doing. We're totally open to your feedback. So thanks. With that, let me just cover what our topics today are. So we've got three topics we're going to run through. First, we're going to start talking about our problem with defining women, and then we're going to talk about who we are as Ada and Izzy, and then our last topic we'll cover is our personal experiences of not quite fitting into the society's norms and what we've done to kind of navigate through that. Yeah. So Ada, thanks for teeing that up because one thing I want to say about topic two is who are Izzy and Ada's women? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And we'll go through that a little bit. So yeah, All right, I'm really excited in. about this topic. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. So let's get started on our problem with defining women. Okay. So hey team. And I'm going to say team because one of the things I'm going to talk about is uh, microaggressions and what is misogyny today. <clears throat> but before I do that, I want to talk about the, uh, you know, the horrific, uh, and I won't go deeply into it because with all due respect to all politics, uh, at some point, some such. Uh, On Tuesday, March 23rd, in hour 13 of the confirmation hearing for Judge Kentonji Brown Jackson, Senator Marsha Blackburn, a woman, asked the candidate, Judge Kentonji Brown Jackson, well, now the, the, the justice, uh, Judge Kentucky Brown Jackson, uh, defined the word woman. She said, I can't. You can't? Not in this context. I'm not a biologist, Jackson said. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition, Blackburn asked. And then went into further uh, talking about how the definition of a woman or a man is critical uh, to a lot of the Republican Party's hot button issue right now about critical race theory and teaching children. So anyway, it kind of, kind of very timely for us to talk about our problem with defining a woman because uh, you know one of one of the highest women in the land uh, just got asked the same question and she's you know that doesn't make sense. So. Did you have a chance to listen to that, Ada, or watch those trials? Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I watched it today, actually. I just watched the clip of it. 
after you had sent something to me about it. And, you know, the way that you had described it to me at first, I pictured it in my mind and I pictured it as a man asking her this. So the first thing that blew my mind about it was like, oh, it's a woman asking another woman this question. So isn't that fascinating? Because no, because th- that leads into one of the very next things I wanted to talk about, which is uh, a lot of people will ask, well, women can do this. Women can do that. What is misogyny today? Does it still exist? The answer is fuck. Yes, it does every day. And what you, what I think a lot of people don't, not you, I, I what I feel a lot of people don't realize is the microaggressions of what actually is misogyny today. So when you said, welcome guys, that's something that is a microaggression today when we're um, we're assuming that the default is man, it kind of di- diminishes and I'm not calling it out by the way. Uh, just, it's it just, it was, no, it's it was so a, true. It was a good, it was a good intro. Um, so some of the microaggressions that might look like my, might we might hear every day is okay. Sexist language. So again, saying mankind, he uh, suck it even. I mean, suck my dick like that. That is something that is uh, those type that type of language is used every single day in every line of work. And we just don't think about it that way as a misogynistic microaggression toward women or men. And it's something that I think language is really important. And that's why for me personally, I try to be more aware of, okay, who is my audience? Do I know if they've defined themselves again, defined because we're, we're living in a gender fluid society. So do we have to, you know, like, and what does that mean? And like, why do we have to? So uh, the microaggressions that I was talking about, so it's sexist language. It is um, obviously the sexual harassment. So anytime we're going to get into this more a little bit later, but uh, whether in the workplace or uh, I was out with a friend over the weekend and every time a man passed her, they touched the small of her back. Why keep your hands to yourself? Why do you have to touch me? Uh, slut shaming. So I'm ex- I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this one because this is this is a really fun topic for Ada and I, but that's uh that's a lot of fun that we'll we'll explore. Another one, victim blaming, which I unfortunately have endured recently my, myself. Uh, tone policing. So if you know, as as women, if we're not meek, you know, with our sitting with our legs crossed and prim and proper, then we're bitchy, shrill, aggressive, pushy. Whereas at the same time, men will be viewed as competent leaders. So um, I'm just going to keep going through some of these these microaggressions because I think they're really important and ones that are so mis. Can, I, can I call one out? Oh, please, that, please. So that that resonates with me, the tone part, because it makes please. me think of when I'm sitting in a meeting and I just have my resting face. I'm just focused. Mm. I'm paying attention. You're literally sitting in a fucking meeting. Yeah. I'm not sitting there with a smile because it, it, I mean, it's just not like my normal resting face. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I've been called out for that. Like, what's wrong? Is everything okay? Like uh, what I'm expected to sit here and smile and be pretty while everybody else, the men in the room can have their normal resting face and nobody's going to call that out right right um do, how do you that, respond um I asked well why would you think that something was wrong good for That's, you I mean I usually like you're genuinely curious 
yeah. you're genuinely curious. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like, Oh, well, why, why did I like put that off to people? Why did people think that about me? <clears throat> Cause I'm just being myself and I didn't feel like it was anything outside of the norm, Right. but it's been, it's been called out multiple times. So I think that's I, something they ex- that's expected of women right. to smile. It is expected. And I really love that you challenged it with a question because that's uh, for, for, for everyone listening, that's the best, in my opinion, like the best way to educate others that, Hey, this might not be okay. Like for instance, if someone tells you a sexist joke, like, I don't get it. Explain. I don't get it. I don't understand. Help me understand. So here's, here's the bitch of it. Ada is the very next one is, Oh, but be careful. Don't be too nice. Mm -hmm. Don't be too nice. Because then you'll get walked all over. Yeah. So take advantage. Yeah. So then that's, that's the next one. Uh, Then this is a fun one, mansplaining. We've all been there. We'll talk more about that. Uh, Sizeism. So I get asked about once a month if I'm pregnant. And what I say now is, no, I'm just fat. Like. (laughs) How do people react to that? They get mortified. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know what you were expecting. <laughs> That's awful for anybody to say it. Like, what are people thinking? I don't, and I don't understand it. And also it's like, do you, aside from being sizest in that, in that mm-hmm. moment, what if I really had gone through something like where, whereas like most women on yeah. average have experienced infertility, like just, just don't, just mm-hmm. don't. Like, it's just not necessary. No, it's not. Um, the next one, uh, Ada and I can't relate to, but we've certainly seen it as mom shaming in all in all shapes and sizes, we're sure. Uh, not shape sizes, but like, you know what I mean? Like all types, we've seen that. Uh, period shaming, you know, jokes that we, uh, that we become irrational and disgusting. I have a good story about that, actually. EMS, yeah. Yeah. Uh, stereotypes, of course. We're supposed to be able to, um, you know, laugh about how women nag their significant others. It's all in good fun. Um, objectification, the wage gap, which we'll get into later episodes, implicit bias. So again, a- assuming that women, like leading with women are less intelligent or you're underestimating them. Uh, and then lastly, gaslighting, which is uh, something I think we've all, we're all very familiar with. So I wanted to bring up a couple really live 2022 examples of what misogyny looks like. And it is alive and well, friends, alive and well. And this all feeds back to, um, I love Ada that you had that genuine reaction that you assumed that it was a male Senator asking a woman that Mm -hmm. it's like, no, it was a woman asking that. And so it's like, what are we doing? Why do we have to define it? This is misogyny. How do we change it? Ada? I think we just need to talk about it. Everybody needs to bring more light to this. You know, it's, it's not something that I think people have thought is wrong in the past. I don't know. I I think it's just the start of it. I think that's right because there is, I don't, I want to believe that whether you're a man or a woman, I want to hope that you are not maliciously being misogynistic or racist or, I mean, or transphobic or homophobic. It, it, it stretches the gamut. You don't want to think that anyone's doing it with malicious intent, but unfortunately it's like, 
it's by virtue it goes back to like the systemic it's like how were we raised you and I were both raised in a smaller town my goal in 10 years after high school was to be happily married why Why? Mm -hmm. and again there's nothing wrong by the way there's nothing wrong with being happily married 10 years out of high school nothing wrong with it but like how can we help uh, help us be you and me help us be free to be you and me so Ada tell us about who you are oh okay I love it so I mean I could I could go on and on about this and I was trying to keep it short thinking about oh okay know, okay what are keep the going. most yeah yeah so I was trying to think about what are the most important qualities about myself um that really define me as a person and I also think that this has changed quite a bit throughout the years, but this is, you know, really what resonates with me today. So my first one is I treat people with respect. I go out of my way to be very open towards everybody, hear them out, understand their perspectives and where they're coming from. And, um, you know, that hasn't always been the case for me, but as I've gotten older, I've been more open to that. Next one. Do you feel, quick mm-hmm. question. Do you yeah. feel, do you feel that you lead with that more in your personal or professional life or both? I would say both all the time. That's great. But I think that just in the past five years, I've become more aware of it. Um, it started with work and then it started to kind of just like go into my personal life as well. So I think about it all the time. That's impressive. I, I really admire that about you. I will uh, completely agree. And it has to be something, uh, not to spill the spotlight of a upcoming episode, but, you know, I've, I've, I've known Ada since second grade and she genuinely has always had a very respectful outlook toward others. And it's something that uh, I admire so much because I get in my own way when it comes to that. I, for other many plethora of reasons that we'll get in at some point. So well, thanks. I <laughs> so appreciate good. that. I think it's easy for us to just kind of skip over that piece of it and jump to conclusions about people. Yes. And but my brother reminds me of it all the time too. He's been a really big influence with that in my life. Okay. Uh, how to how to do it or reinforcing it? Um reinforcing it. He has reminded me, um, hey, like you don't know what they're dealing with. Like he's he reminds me of that. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Your I wanted to ask which one, but I don't know that we, my younger brother, it's okay. Yes. Okay. Cause I I love what you're saying because I think, I think what I like to do is I reinforce that with people about like, I'll, I'll reinforce that for peers toward women. I need to be more equal toward men. Like, Hey, listen, everybody has shit right now. Just lead with grace. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well said. All right. So my next one, I'm independent as fuck. Yes. So why? Why? I, yes. I feel like this could be to a fault at times. So, oh. um, but I'm. It's something I'm really proud of, yes. and it's something my grandma taught me from the youngest age, and kept telling me because she was in a terrible marriage, but she mm-hmm. couldn't leave it because she had no education and no career, and she always just told me. I needed to take care of myself. Don't rely on anybody else. Do your thing. And that's what I've done. It's just me. I'm the only one. I have a good career. And um, 
it's gotten me pretty far. So, and I like that about myself. I'm really proud of it. As, as you should. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know we have a couple notes, like we're going to get into this more a little bit uh, with personal experiences, but you know, your, your independence at the end of the day, you only have yourself mm-hmm. no matter what you do in life, whatever walk you do. I mean, um, I hope so badly that my husband and I can live until the very last minute and second of the same day mm-hmm. together. That's likely not going to happen. So it's always going to, like, you've got to be, that's why we give ourselves self hugs, right? We, we yeah. love ourselves and like you can depend on yourself. And again, something I admire so much about you because you're just crushing it in life in general. And it's like, man, like this is, this is part of the reason why we started up this podcast because Ada and I really have reinforced these things in each other as well and encourage each other to be our best selves. We want to do it for others. Absolutely. We want to see others succeed too. All right. So my last one, I'm extremely sex yes. positive. Yes. Boo to, sh- <laughs> boo to slut shamers. Boo to slut shamers. Free the sluts. Like, let's talk like, you know, I, I'm going to keep saying that. Let's talk about that. But no, but um, I, again, one more thing I love about you. It is sex positivity. Um, and this, this goes back to, again, around the time it and I met each other, women, girls, young girls, we weren't taught. We were taught that a penis produces semen to make a baby. That's it. And we were taught that we have a period to make a baby. We have a menstrual cycle to have a baby. Yeah. And you wait until you're married to have sex. And like, Um, and you only have sex to have babies and women, there's nothing about orgasms. So we grew up in a very interesting time because yes, we were taught that. And then by the time we became sexually active, we were still being shamed for it. I, I remember being very sexually active and still being shamed by friends and kids at school because I wasn't following the norm. Well, I fucking like to have sex and I enjoyed it and I was being careful about it. I was being safe. Like I was with the right people and, um, you know, I wish it would be like the way it is today where people aren't being shamed for it as much. I still remember the day you lost your, or the, well, the day you told me about the day you lost your virginity. I had gone over to your house after school and I was like, I was like a kindergarten kid on a kid on a school carpet, listening to the teacher (laughs) read a story. I was so enthralled. I was like, then what, then what, then what? And I was like, I had so many questions. I'm like, does it, does the penis stay hard forever? What happens? Where do you put the condom? Like, I just, I was so enthralled. And that's what I think, uh, what I love most about this is that you helped me understand that, like, I'm also sex positive and like, I really, it's just fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. And so it's just celebrating. Like there are so many women that I've grown up with, uh, through so many walks of life that are, uh, you know, we'll get into like a fun game on a women's night out or something. And we'll say, all right, what's your number? What's your roster? And like everyone immediately turns in and like shames themselves. I'm like, whoa, this is my number. And I say it first and then they're like, oh, okay, now it's safe. You know, but it's like, why? Why? 
Yes. Why does it matter? I don't even know why we even would even ask that question. Like the roster? What yes. The is. Like, I don't even, I don't think That's... we even need to ask each other that anymore. I don't think it okay. matters. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that because I won't ask another woman again. Like, mm-hmm. what is it? You're right. What does it matter? Because I'll tell you my answer. I lost track a long fucking time ago. So <laughs> <laughs> don't keep it. Yes. 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 <laughs> kudos. Snap, 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 snap. Kudos, kudos, kudos. Um, love it so much. And that's, that's what's that's what's so great because like again celebrate that women can love sex women can love sex not to like for other reasons to have babies like we can love sex for other things we can be pleasured um, i um ada will tell you or maybe she'll tell you later she makes sure to get hers before him and that again kudos yeah we're changing it okay so izzy let's move on to you tell me who you are here i am as a woman so first and foremost, I'm fucking stormy, stormy. stormy. Ooh, I what like it, that. So what that means is that I had a very, like a, a very extremely traumatic childhood in which I did not, I was not taught, nor did I learn the ways to build your self-esteem organically um, through security, love, foundational basics, emotional, mental health. Mm-hmm. It was more like I was... Um, I just didn't know what that was. I didn't know what that meant. So I started building my self-esteem and my worth and my value in my thirties. Like that's pretty late. So like you can imagine my storm is pretty like I, what I envision inside my chest is like this big, either like bowl of spaghetti or like this big tornado. That's what I envision inside my soul Um, because I'm just fucking stormy because I'm trying to heal from all of that. But I'm also trying to embrace this new, this healing nature, this leading with grace, making sure that I'm giving others space to to feel themselves and be themselves. Like that's what I'm trying to do and change my my own narrative. Not, I wouldn't say change my narrative because it's part of who I am, but it's also about <clears throat> figuring out what my space looks like. And quite frankly, I just want peace and like just a good good vibes like again not to be toxic positivity but like I want to have like good vibes like just I want to live peacefully you've done an amazing job working through this I mean you've gone you've been through a lot and um you know I think the work that you've put in has certainly shown a lot so I love that word to describe you stormy stormy thank you so on point because I'm I'm I will say that as as a woman I'm so the storm is kind of inside my external is um, sweet and sour. So like, I can be like, if I just met you, I'm going to be sweet as pie. And like, I'm going to be that um, in the microaggressions where I'm going to be too nice. That's what I'm going to be like at face value. But then when you get to know me, I'm spicy as fuck. Like I will, I'm like this, like, this is what I am. This is really who I, my authentic self is. So sweet and sour. So just to do a quick check, I'm stormy. I'm sweet and sour. Um, I like food and drink. So that's clearly where I'm going with this. Um, lastly, I would say to you that um, I'm, I'm, I'm loyal. And if you show me your heart and soul and we vibe, I am loyal to the depths for you. Um, I think about my nature, how my upbringing, if you, if you cross me or betray me, that's hard for me. It's hard to come back. And so that's part of me healing and that's part of me 
finding space for other people. But uh, that's where it's it's hard for me though. If you do do something to really genuinely hurt me, it's hard to come back for me. So that's who I am. And you can see out of the both of us, it's like, it's like, see, how do you define a woman? If both of us just went through all that. We're so different. You so can't generalize how could you it. possibly defin- define a woman? Mm-hmm. You can't box it in. Mm-mm. No, no, I don't think that's fair. It's not. So which brings us to our last topic for this session, right? Um, the personal exp- experiences that we've had of not fitting into society's norms and how we navigated them. So I'm exciting. I'm excited for Ada's. I probably have a lot of feedback, so I'll probably interject. Please, you want me to run please. through all three of mine or should no, we go no, back no, I and don't. forth? Okay. I, I, please be patient with me because I'll ask a lot of questions. Oh, that's okay. 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 So um, my first personal experience of not fitting in, this happens all the time and I always notice it. I work in a corporate environment. I have for a long time and um, I'm the only female at the table quite often. And you know, I think when this first started happening, I was uncomfortable. I was quiet. I didn't want to say the wrong thing. I was intimidated. And today I make sure that I always speak up. I'm not ever going to leave those conversations without someone hearing my voice. So Ada, can I, may I ask you, what are you doing to bring other women to the table? Oh, that's a really good question. So I can't always. So, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's not my meeting to invite others. Sure. But when I have control of that, I make sure there's diversity, not just women, but, you know, we have people of different races and backgrounds live in different areas and have different sexual orientations. Like that is always really important to me. And I, tried I, I would say I put in you know as much effort as I can to make that happen but it doesn't always because I don't own the situations always right and I think no matter the industry no matter the line of business I saw this amazing meme the other day it was five white men sitting in a boardroom and they're like why do we have no fresh ideas I remember are seeing that that's, are you serious like that is like so on point that's, that's so on point like, where can I post that at work? Can I send that to everybody <laughs> anonymously, please? Can I send that to a mass email? I mean, just... it's, a, it's a fucking boys club daily. Every company I've worked at is a boys club. And I've Man. brought it up. Oh. I've brought it up in the most respectful ways. And sure. still, I, I still get a lot of pushback on it. I'm, I'm surprised, I think, in a corporate environment today that there's not more focus on, you know, the... D- you know, DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, to make so the, sure we can go into this forever. And I'm sure. going to cut this short a little bit. Okay. But okay. okay. The it, it's funny because every um, larger team meetings we have, we can submit questions. All of that. My question is always, "What are you doing <laughs> to promote diversity and inclusion?" I always. Oh my ask gosh! That every question. time. <laughs> yes. yes. And yes. they give me these plans. At first, oh, they sure. didn't have anything, and they admitted to that. So I'm like, okay, well. Here's your cue to like work on it. Um, now they've started to give me these plans and these ideas. And I'm like, okay, great. But you know, you, we got to see it shift. We need to see some change here. Just talking about it isn't yes. always going to fix it. So, Well, 
good job for getting the ball rolling. And I think it takes all of us, but it takes one voice to just lift it up and say, okay, what are we doing? Like, yeah. let's do something. So, uh, do you want to share, do you want me to share one of mine now? Yeah, let's Is go. Someone, let's hear it. So my first one, and I'll go along the same bit as you. My first one was from a male supervisor in my first corporate job. And this was probably around 15 to 20 years ago. Uh, he said, don't wear your hair natural, straighten it. You look more professional. What? What yeah. the fuck? And I said, I said, and I, and you know, me being that young, I was like, oh, yeah, the kind of like, yes, sir, yes, absolutely, got it, will do. That's and how so you from then on out, yeah. yes, because I because and this is again why Ada and I feel so strongly about this forum, ladies. If you're hearing that ever in your life, mm-hmm. please please try to feel empowered to say, I don't feel comfortable with that. This is this is who I am. Help Respond me understand the question. Oh how yeah, is, help, help how me understand. Gonna, how is this going to change yeah. things for us? Help me understand how that makes me more professional. Help yeah. me understand how that's going to be. Help me reach my goals faster. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the sad part of it is, for the next three years, I straighten my hair, you know, every day. <sighs> and that's a lot of fucking work. And you know, and to this day, it's mm-hmm. like I look back and I want to like hug myself back then because I'm like. You're amazing. Wear your hair however the fuck you want, and tell them to go pin. Like you, you know, tell them to. And then to your point, it's not about raging back because that's what I tend to do yeah. in my like between now and then. But like I'm trying to learn. To your point, respond with a question. Uh, really try to get to the root of it because if they, if you ask someone to explain what they've just said that has offended you, I probably ninety nine percent guarantee they're going to back out. They're going to be like you know what? Mm-hmm. Just never mind. We're like, smarter it's all, than that. It's all, it's all good. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It doesn't, rage doesn't get you anywhere. And that's again, where I'm learning to give that grace and not be so stormy toward yeah. people. So. Stormy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, storm is good sometimes. <laughs> oh. Okay. So next one, this has happened to me multiple times. I'm, I'm single. And I mentioned earlier, I'm independent as fuck. So anytime I've made large financial purchases, so some examples, going to buy a car or I've had um, contractors come over to do work on my house, mm-hmm. they always ask me to, you know, go home, consult with your husband before you make the decision and then call me. Okay. I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to take your advice. <laughs> Help me not get pissed at this. Help me not rage on this. Uh, I've had to have a lot of restraint when that's happened. So my response to that, um, I don't think I've questioned them, but I've just said, oh, I make the decisions because I don't need to explain to anybody who I am. I mean, I'm, I'm making a purchase from you. You don't need to fucking know anything about me. So right. I tell them that I'm making the decision and then I don't give them my business. They, I mean, they could be so close to making that deal and I'm done both times. I've just like oh, gone somewhere else. Fucking kudos. Again, yeah. you're teaching that individual, like, like kudos. I would like, they didn't get your business and I'm, so I'm actually going to give my example right up next because it's interesting. Uh, I have been 
physically with my husband in the same situations and the person to close the sale will turn to my husband. And what's interesting about our relationship is that I actually make the big, like we'll consult each other for sure. But like, I, I negotiate. I'm the one that is hardballing. The one that is like, you're stormy. Of course you are. I'm stormy. I'm fucking stormy. (laughs) So, um, and my husband has such a dear kind heart and he's, you know, so, um, so in my situation, like my example, what I do, Ada, I literally get in between my husband and the salesperson to get in their eyeline and be like, <laughs> hi, hi, hey, hi, me here. do you want to, do you want to, do you want to talk to both of us? And, and, and by the way, my, my husband gets mortified, mortified because, <laughs> and he just wants to like run away immediately. And he's like, can you not be like that over? And I'm like, no, they're an asshole. I'm an asshole. Like that's the match. That's the deal. Um, but I totally am with you on that. It's like, and what, what is interesting, Ada, is that if you look at any business statistics in present day, it will point to, and I'll say this in the line of business I'm in, um, it'll point to the woman of the household is the decision maker on big financial purchases. Like, read something, fools. And by the way, don't be so, like, just talk to both of you. Or if there is two of you, talk to both of you. If it's one of you, assume that person is the decision maker. No one needs to go run home to their mommy or daddy and ask for help. We're all grown. Yeah, we're adults. I can't. I can't. So, see, I got pissed and I asked you to help me not get pissed. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just enjoying my white claw and watching this all unfold. So, <laughs> you're good. It's it's amazing. Okay. Okay. The so last last one. Um people assume that I'm lonely because I'm single. You guys, I fucking love being at home by myself. I love it. I love, you know, not worrying about what I look like, you know, having my own space, making it all my own. Like, I mean, some people might say this is selfish, but I, I don't fucking care to go and have somebody else help make decisions for me. I can just do it all on my own. I love it. So when you say some people might say it's selfish, who's to say, who who is that? Who? Well, I don't want to name names. <laughs> okay, that's. I was asking metaphorically or rhetorically. Yeah, um, no, exactly. Like, who's to say? You make your own. You make your own life. And like I said earlier, whether you're with someone to the last minute and second of your life or you're not, you still have your like. It, it all comes down to yourself. Yeah. So, what do you? Okay, help me understand what you say back to the person that says, "Are you lonely? Why do you think Is I'm lonely?" Sad? Why do you think I'm lonely? What makes you feel like that? Yes. I need to understand And it then more. what do they say back? What do they respond with? Well, because you don't have anybody there with you. So why would that but make you, me lonely? Why is that sad? Why do you physically <laughs> need someone in the same living space? And by the way, you do. <laughs> but that's beside the point. You do have living entities with you in your home. However, living entities, the, but, but that's, animals, but like, but like, yeah, that sounds weird. Uh, animals. <laughs> um, the uh, the point is, why do you physically need something exactly in your home to make you? Um, these because these people don't that ask it. I mean, they've never lived that way, and so they're looking. So I'm trying to look from their perspective, right? So they're looking from this other perspective and maybe they feel lonely when they don't have somebody there. So that's, you know, it's just a different person, a different woman, maybe. And I that's mean, how they who, feel. yeah, 
like I, there have been some of the best times of my life when I've been completely on my own because I am proud as fuck as the individual that I've become in my life, despite the adversity. And I know that you feel the same way. It's like, so let us celebrate that. The old days of like, you have to have someone to grow old with is outdated and stupid. (laughs) Let me go consult my husband and get his checkbook. (laughs) Let me, let me go get, which I balance. I'm in charge of. Yeah. Uh, No, I hear your last one. Do any of that. So my last one would be, and it's really difficult, but I would say, the, the biggest thing that I'm shocked about probably present day is still how I'm treated in the workplace. And so a couple of specific examples is like literally very recently, two separate meetings and I was called babe and I was called darling by men. Hey. And Oh, by men. What? By men. And I, so I, I, I'll, let's just say that I reacted in both situations. I did not respond. I reacted. So the first one, when I was called babe, I said, I said, do not call me babe. And I was like very forceful about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the individual, like we had an offline conversation and everything. And he, you know, he learned and things like that. But then um, the second one, I reacted again. And I said something along the same lines, which by the way, saying what I said is not like mean. I didn't like go off on them. I just said, do not call me that. My you set Amy. your boundary. Yeah. I did. I did. But like, I probably could have helped be more educational or like, or, okay. So let me talk to you about something else really quickly. One, let's show, let's like bookend this with the fact that it's not just men treating women this way. It's women treating women this way too. Let's yeah. say that first and foremost. Yeah. And then, and then second of all, uh, women are still in charge. I'm going to put this in air quotes. Women are still in charge, quote unquote, of making sure men feel comfortable. So if I were to say in an open, like big meeting after someone called me, babe, if I were to say, help me understand why that's appropriate, that now embarrasses him and that now becomes my fault. Why does it become your fault though? You think other people see it as your fault? Good question. Yes, because now I'm the one that embarrassed him. It wasn't about the fact that he called me babe. It was that I embarrassed him in an open forum. So this is what is more of the systemic issue. More people would take problem with the fact that I called him out rather than hmm. his starting in the first place. So we have a, I think friends, no, what I'd like to say is like, we have true. a lot of work to do. We have yeah, a lot of work do. to do still. Yeah. And I think there's an assumption because, uh, you know, and we're at speed stick ladies and uh, we kind of celebrate the absurdity of having gender specific items. However, um, we have a lot of work to do and there's just, uh, this is that forum so that we can talk through some of these items. Uh, Ada, is there anything else you want to say before we kind of close out of this, this episode? No, I think this was a really good conversation and I feel like we could, there's a lot we could still deep dive into with this, but this is just the beginning of it. And, um, you know, let's just continue working at it. I think yeah, stay tuned. keep taking yeah. work. Yeah, we are. And like, we'll have a revisit. So I think like I'm envisioning some sort of to your point, Ada, it's like, we could talk about this for days, but, uh, this is just a little snippet of what Ada and I think about and talk about. If you ever want to join the conversation, uh, find us on Instagram, Instagram, speed Tech ladies, 
Speak on Instagram and uh, yeah. And um, don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Please. We'd so love to we'll hear get, from you. Uh, thank you for all of our, uh, I think it's, what is it, Ada? Two downloads so far? Six. Six. But yes. I think a couple of those might be us. <laughs> but hey, shout out to our hey, Belgium listeners. Shout out, shout out. We love you. Thank you we so much. You. And hang in there with us as we navigate this journey. Uh, as a reminder, we want to see you be brave. Trust yourself. You've got this. Bye, guys. Love you.